Okay. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, Beth today are back. Our whole team is back. As we promised, uh, this Sunday night, we decided to have this lovely conversation with you and cover the news of the week. And we also have an amazing guest who will be joining us a little bit later. Uh, let me go over the basic, basic rules. Uh, so the most important thing for tonight is we'll be on air for approximately 60 minutes. And at first, in, you know, uh, in the first half of uh, this hour, we are going to um, discuss the news. As always, the gossip, the rumors, uh, our impressions, um, you know, from whatever happened this week. And then our amazing... Uh, Olmstead from BitCloud, who's a very, very popular guy, I'd say. Uh, he'll be joining us uh, for a little interview, and we're very excited for this. Uh, and I think now we should just get started. Um, at first, uh, first I should say that, uh, of course, there's never enough time to do everything, so we'll probably concentrate, the fo focus first on the news and then the interview. And if we have time left, we will talk to the audience too. Uh, please remember that this room is being recorded, so everything that is that that is happening here, it will be live. It will be recorded. Everyone will be able to listen to it. So if you choose to join our stage, please be nice and polite, and don't speak out of turn. And by joining us on the stage, you are giving your consent to be recorded. So please be very very mindful of that. Uh, okay, that that was the basics. Uh, so now I just going to introduce our team. So we have here our core Bits Today team. So we have Andrew SG, our editor-in-chief. Uh, and we, Oh, we don't have Nathan yet. Just give me a sec. Let's add Nathan. So he's here, too. Okay, and uh, while we're waiting for him, uh, we also have Nick. Uh, Nick, who is NBO. Uh, he's the guy who basically writes, or at least edits, almost everything that you guys read uh, in uh, Bits Today's issues. Uh, and, uh, of course, we have Drift Call Taylor, who is the amazing designer behind, you know, the whole the image of Bits Today. And we have uh, Jordan Milk. Uh, Jordan, who, uh, I don't think you're, t uh, you're technically part of the core team, but you're a massive support to everyone. And uh, Jordan is, of course, famous for his Sunday roast. So if you're not following him yet, please do. He's an absolute awesome guy. And, of course, we have Nigel Eccles here, uh, who will be doing most of the talking because he's so smart and he has so many ideas. And uh, it's, uh, you know, such a pleasure to hear all these things from him. So please welcome everyone. And I think we should get started. Hi, Nigel. Hi, guys. Thanks, 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 guys. So, I firstly, is I want to know, is everyone up this week? And are they up because they're great investors? Or are they up because, like, Bitcoin's up, like, 15% in the last week? Hey, let's just let's just say it's because we're all great in investors. How about that? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at well, it now. It. it says 168 and yeah. $0.82 per coin. So you get it. that moment where you come in and you're like, oh my God, I'm up 10%. That's fantastic. And then you're like, oh, Bitcoin's up 10%. <laughs> yep, yep. Hey, it's better yeah, it feels than like a kick in the shin sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, like, there's been a ton happening this week. Um, like, uh, you know, actually, very early on uh, last week, we uh, the protocol added video handling. Um, the one thing I think is really interesting, I'd love to get everyone's opinion on, is uh, as we add image and video, the the current product or the product the way it looked a week ago was very like scale back Twitter, I would describe it. Now with video and image, do we think, or, or, or pictures, do we think that the platform becomes more Instagram-like or do you think it oh. sort of stays kind of text text first? Okay. I, I want to listen to all of you guys because I have something to say about it. So. Okay. I think uh, um, if I could chime in, are you, Alina, where are you going to go? No, no, no. Be uh, because my opinion is very, very particular. So I'm just okay. going to wait. Yeah. I, I find myself almost 
half the time, if I could speak just on my experience, it's uh, I feel like I almost need to in- include a photo, a photo a lot of the time. Uh, maybe it's just my content uh, that's just kind of a little bit of personality to it. Um, I do, on my end, my my focus is more of the social side. So I don't know if that just helps me, and that's why I think that way. But I've I think it's going to be kind of a nice hybrid of of the two, where you just get those little bits of photos from Twitter, but it's not going to be a full on Instagram platform. Yeah, I think that honestly, when I was uh, um, when people were really pushing for the video, I I was a bit of a contrarian. I think I I didn't think that that was that definitely wasn't my number one feature request priority uh, you know i wanted some autocomplete for mentions i still do um but uh you know i thought that it would just you know there was still some bugginess on the platform and i'm thinking okay trying to add video to this that's that's kind of a big lift you know a picture or a gift that's one thing a gifts were even going down the pictures dropped so trying to think about adding video i was like you know I, i'd rather have a, a more seamless a timeline than have video uh, i thought it was going to be such a you know sort of a mess but um the way that it's set up where you could embed um youtube links i think is a great way to do it and it's uh seems to be working out pretty well um i think there's some weird permission issues on the youtube side where it's kind of preventing you from from viewing them um but that being said i you know i think it's going to stick um more more like a, a twitter than an Instagram. Um, and I'm curious to see if it kind of um, chisels out it, its own, you know, um, path, so to speak, and, and turns into something new, you know, maybe some um, different types of interactive content or, um, you know, some sort of PDF download. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to yeah, see what happens. Yeah. It's funny you, you were saying, like, not that you didn't want video, you didn't think it was priority. There's actually one feature they added that I'm not even sure I ever wanted, which is the recloud feature. Like, it seemed that everyone wanted it. And I'm like, you know, Instagram, there was a huge push all the way through its development to add, like, regram. And they deliberately decided not to do it because they wanted to be about consuming what people consume and not sharing news. And I kind of thought, like, very early on in development of this platform, it was quite a big decision to make to add it. And I actually really don't like it. Like I sometimes see the post like three times because <laughs> I see it and then I see a, a recloud and then I see another recloud. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, I knew I didn't want this and I don't think it's better. I don't know if you, you think it is better. I actually have an opinion on the video too that's different in the sense okay. of because it is still a YouTube embed or a Vimeo embed, I think it actually lends itself to like, creators because you still have to create content that's going to be worth looking at or sharing and you have to put it on a different website and then embed it versus a native a native upload like instagram or tiktok or twitter these days like it still kind of keeps those people at bay so it's not going to go down that road necessarily but it is going to potentially foster community and, and creator community because it's going to add a new channel for them to show themselves on versus just through text yeah this is true i kind of i feel like it may be even worse than instagram because what 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 happened to me was uh i literally i went to the store for like an hour i came back home and there was a video feature so i go on my feed and what i saw there so half of the posts or the clouds were the reclouds of Connor Mitchell's butt. And the other half was uh, the acting show reels of a lot of people who just, you know, seized this possible opportunity and just decided to promote themselves. Uh, the problem with BitCloud particularly is that everyone is trying to sell you their coin. So it is the, the coin is this visual, uh, although a virtual one, it is this visual representation of how actually popular you are and, and how many people are ready to invest in you. And that's the problem there because as someone who lives in LA, um, I've, I've just been exposed to this for so many, many, many years. And the reason why I went uh, onto, onto BitClouds and Clubhouse and other platforms was because I was just tired of this. 
And I was like, okay, finally, tech people who are smarter, who are not as vain, and so on and so on. And then this video feature just drops, and I see the same acting show wheels. And I'm like, oh my God, where is this going? So I don't, uh, videos are cool. Uh, it's uh, absolutely something to explore and you know use for the greater good, but it doesn't necessarily mean it would not uh, exactly go the, the Instagram way. So. You know, I'm a little bit on the edge about this one. Hey, guys, just jumping in here, Michael, um, thank you for putting this on. I think just, like, one thing that you can do to avoid the, like, reclout spam is just make it so you either have to own a certain amount of that person's coin to reclout or just charge a fee. I think that'll prevent it, and I think you're going to see stuff like that from developers down the road. Yeah, totally. how do you mean? How do you mean, how do you mean go ahead, Nigel. Yeah, yeah, so if I wanted to reclout Nigel, um, I would have to own X amount of coins of yours. To okay. or I would have to tip you or pay a higher fee than usually mm -hmm. is charged just through the network because I really believe in the content you post and I really feel like it needs to be mm -hmm. shared by as well versus, hey, I'm unoriginal and I don't have any content, so I'm just going to re-clout Nigel and everyone sure. else. Yeah. Yeah, I know in the white paper, the Big Clout white paper, they, they talked about some paid uh, re-clout features and money likes and things like that, and I think that there's something there. I think initially... I mean, I'm a marketer, so when I saw ReClout, you know, I, I thought, hell yeah, it's, it's a great marketing tool, but very quickly, um, you know, people took it and, and ran with it for better or worse with these kind of, every person that ReClouts this gets, you know, I'll invest yeah. this much money, blah, 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 and it just kind of really, like, you just crowds the this, system. You're saying that this, is why, this, is, this is why we can't have nice toys? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. This is why we can't. Exactly, like, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that it's a, it's a great tool, but, I mean, it's just like anything. You could cook mm. a hell of a steak with fire, but you could also bring yeah. down a village, you know? Yeah. And then the other other big development this week, obviously open sourcing, Um Very significant. No social media platform has ever done it. Like, you know, Twitter.com, Facebook.com has not been open sourced. Um it obviously makes it a lot easier for web developers to come up with their own version of it. Um, any, anything in particular we, we thought was really interesting or any concerns about that? I mean, for me, I think, I mean, you know, I don't want to take the whole time talking. I'll let some of the other smart people on here talk. But for me, it was, I feel like it's sort of history in the making when I saw that. Um, you know, it's never been done before and it just, it, it's a cool way to say, hey, everyone has great ideas. Go do them. You know, go build them. Um, I saw an interesting um, remark. I, I don't remember who posted it, but maybe posted, you know, here's some small suggestions for what you could build today. You could build a better messaging experience, a, an iOS app. You could build in dark mode. And someone kind of uh, commented on it saying, this is the most eloquent way of saying we're not going to be building these things that yeah. I've ever seen. So yeah. I, I think that that was kind of funny. I mean, the DMs absolutely suck, but um, kind of taking a step back and thinking about the, the geniuses that build this platform, you know, their time and energy is far better served focusing thing, on things like, you know, I don't know, uh, staking, um, things like that. Protocol and, there. And, yeah, 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 exactly, and, and leave kind of the low-hanging fruit to, to some people mm -hmm. that have the, the time and the passion to do it. Yeah, like I certainly as an application developer, which we are, I love the ability to just say, if you don't like it, build something different. Um, that's like, I personally hate global. It drives me insane. I don't know what sort of, you know, teenage uh, person who, you know, eats fortune cookies all the time, you know, that's what they love. I want to have our own global and instead of complaining that we, we, we would probably build our own global. Yeah. I'm just curious, like with all of the abilities to like create unique applications and features, what's gotten annoying for me is having to like download all these different applications and features. Mm -hmm. And like as someone who maybe is not as technical as some of the people on here, you know, it can become a little bit frustrating. I can't imagine when we want to get to like mass adoption you know, the, the, the layers people have to go through to get the best features and the different things they have to download and files they have to bring on. Um, I'm just wondering if that's going to, you know, become a challenge in the future. I think it'll simplify. Like I can see, like a lot of the developments today are very single developer features. 
I can see a lot of those consolidating into like a single app. Um, like yeah. if, for example, something I want to have is like, I'd love to have reputation against each profile to know whether they are, you know, notorious rug pullers or whether they're legit. There's really no reason why that would be a standalone application. I think that would make sense. And that was in a, in a broader app. So th I think that's where we get to in the future. But at the moment, there's going to be lots of these, and some are going to be really great, and some are not. And but I think the successful ones will get incorporated into something bigger. And is that how it works? Like perhaps like the BitCloud founders will be like, "This is obviously like a gold standard of features for the community. Like we're going to make this." If I no, I don't think they. I don't think they roll it into the protocol. I just think applications will. There'll be a, this is the Cambrian period. Lots of ideas. And then I think what you'll see is some of the more dominant applications say, okay, we should add that as well. But it's, it. it's totally independent of the protocol of the uh, Diamond Hands team. Awesome. Uh, Nigel, uh, we have more protocol ideas we'd like to talk about, right? Yes. Yeah, so yes. there was one that I did want to talk about, and this is a protocol level one. Well, there's one part of it that, that could be, and I think it's worth discussing because you know, I've got a... a you know, I have a 14 year old son. I've, I've got him on the big cloud. He actually got one friend on it, but it's clearly not there that he's really going to get into it. He follows a lot of YouTube and, you know, there'll be a day whenever YouTube influencers will get their fans on. And, you know, seeing the challenges we're having today with rug pulls, um, and there, a lot of them are pretty ugly. Like some of them are quite funny, but a lot of them are pretty ugly. And it's like just pure attempt to like steal other people's money. It's fraud. Um, uh, and I thought about how we dealt with it in the short term. And I think there is there is something you can do in the short term, which is we can all agree that we will only invest in creators that are known. Like if someone's doing a dev project and they're not willing to say who that person is, then we're all idiots if we invest in it, right? Like it's like it was withdraw BitCloud, I think was the other one. And there was no one knew who the developer was. If they're not putting their name up there, then, you know, it's, then it's buyer beware, like you're an idiot if you invest in that. And then I think there's a kind of another step beyond that, which is you could like have a traffic light system of trustworthiness where you could look at what the previous behavior of the creator was, uh, what the previous behavior of the top coin holders was. And if you actually go into BitCloud Signal, you can actually see the behavior of all of these accounts and you can see whether they did rug pulls in the past. You can also see whether it's a totally fresh account. And again, you could use that to see whether, um, you know, w whether whether this creator has done this in the past, whether the top coin holders have done it in the past. And then there's probably another level you could do, which is and something that I've been investigating is, what if, what if I went out and just um, interviewed the, some of the top creators or top uh, developers on the platform? And uh, BitCloud uh, Bit Hunt is doing that as well. Um, they're talking to them and they're giving them some accreditation, although they're keeping back from saying they're verifying because they can't. Like you can't, you can't confirm that somebody's not going to just stop working on the project, which happened with um, CloudTrack recently. Yeah. And so, so I think there's a lot you can do there, and it'd be good to talk about those. But I do have a kind of a more radical one that I want to introduce later. But I think there's a lot we can do today without any kind of system change. Yeah, I think like there's just a lot of just typical kind of due diligence you can do before you decide to invest in a project like i i'm a venture capitalist and like we're looking at a lot of like qualitative stuff at the early stage anyway so like being able to like look at the person's linkedin or reach out and see if they want to have a conversation like this guy dirty milk who's hosting us today literally gave me his number and i just facetimed him you know and mm -hmm. i you know who you are and like i think your, your stuff's really cool i made an investment and so i think there's a lot of different indicators you can look at and like you said with bitcloud signal and bitcloud pulse like you can literally you know do enough investigation and start to see certain anonymous accounts even that are associated and see that like they are doing sketchy stuff even though it might not look as apparent with their actual username so yeah i, I think the tools are out there mm -hmm. i think it's interesting to you know to, to possibly look at um the cap table and see, okay, someone at, that, that holds a significant amount of this coin is a known rug puller, and maybe I should not invest in this because, you know, who knows? It's kind of a ticking time bomb, which is actually pretty sucky for for the profile, right? Because um, someone that would invest 
is now deciding not to invest because of someone that already has invested, um, which kind of, you know, opens it up a can of worms to, to some other questions like, uh, should you be able to, um, refuse investments, you know, uh, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So well, uh, I was actually going to add to that on the refuse investments thing. I, I feel like at least from your own account and having somebody invest into it, who's maybe known for like uh, rug pulling people and whatnot. Um, maybe if they're investing a rug worthy amount, it that has to be accepted by the account itself. Mm-hmm. And then maybe to beyond that, they have to lock in X amount of that investment to avoid rugs for X amount of time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Something that I could see possibly yeah. working in the future. It's interesting, like if you look at like investing in startups, it's always really important to know who the lead investor is, right? So like if Sequoia is leading the round or Andreessen, like you know it's reputable and like it's probably a good deal. But uh, I think the same could be said here. If like you see Arts in the round or any of the you know the guys that we trust and, and invest with, you know it's probably a good opportunity. Uh, there's a few you know that I have in my head now that if you see in the cap table, I stay away from regardless of if it's a good project or not. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen that Lord Max pulled the rug on a lot of people? Basically, it was like Thursday, Friday, he dropped a lot of his investments. I didn't I wasn't following that one. There's been a lot this week. Yeah, there was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder yeah, as people are curious about, you know, I've heard um, from, I'd say, decent sources that within the next month and a half, we're going to see it hit the exchanges. And it's not a bad mood move to buy, you know, OTC and hold uh, to see mm-hmm. what happens. And so I'm just wondering if people are liquidating creator coins um, because right now it seems like almost like a zero sum game. You know, it's like you're just taking money from either people you know and, and follow and trust, or people you don't. And there's not a lot of new liquidity coming into the platform. So I'm just wondering if people are just waiting for that. Yeah, I had a, a similar kind of thought there where I was wondering whether this week was particularly bad just because we saw some stuff like BitSwap like finally yeah. go online. Um, yeah. So you might get this initial wave of people saying like, oh, I can finally turn this quick 20 grand that I raised with this fake account back <laughs> into a different cryptocurrency more seamlessly than I maybe could have over the counter a week ago. I do think that yeah. like in the long term, exchanges will bring more money into the system, but like in the mm. immediate short term, that could lead to like a little bit of an, an outflow. Actually, I, I looked at one rug pool this week and it was very interesting because I followed the money flow and it went to Venkat. And I know that Venkat is, and he's blameless, but he's the escrow for BitSwap. Mm. So clearly the person mm. did the rug pool and pulled the money off the platform via OTC, uh, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, so, so I guess it's kind of like maybe even a combination of the OTC, which I've heard works super well even with the trusted yeah. human escrow, and then also having BitSwap go online. People are seeing yeah. that there's actually reasonable ways to get your money off the platform again. So yeah, kind of well, a so, couple of people so rushing the, out the door. <laughs> the other one that, that, that kind of, and it got me thinking this week, which was uh, CloudTrack. Now, CloudTrack discontinued. Yeah. They did a rug pull. Uh, they then did but I've never verified the extent, but they did give BitCloud back to some of their top coin holders. Um, I haven't verified whether they give all of it or, you know, whether they give it correctly, but it's, it sort of had struck me that, you know, you could be in a situation where you have a project and you decide to discontinue it. You've no way to have an orderly shutdown. Like if you, you could announce it, and you could not sell and announce it, but then it's kind of a free for all. And yeah. you know, if this, somebody at the top of the stack finds out last, they're still going to get pretty much rug pulled. Um, and so that kind of got. Sorry, go. On. It begs the question: like, what's the right way to do it? And I'll give you a perfect example. I was launching Cloudtopoly with my partner Charlie Hilton, and I made these anonymous accounts that were supposed to be part of a marketing campaign. It was I am blue, I am green, and I am red. Mm-hmm. And I did the initial transfer from Olmstead. And those apes inside the Discord thread saw that and just <laughs> aped into all of them. Like, before I had a chance to do anything, drop any clues, anything, and they knew it was me. And part of the whole marketing campaign was that it was anonymous. And so I just pulled the accounts, right? And I ended up yeah, making, yeah. like, $50,000 in 15 minutes, right? And I was like, oh, shit, this is not good. Um, mm-hmm. And so I literally sent the money back to every single person in the cap table that, that, right. that responded to me. But it's like... You know, it, some of these things are unavoidable. And as you yeah. said, it's like, what is the best practice? Well, so 
I, so this was my idea, and uh, this is fresh as of a couple of days ago. Um, but so what I was thinking was, if we changed, if we think of this stack, let's think of the, the, the coin holdings as a stack, and at the very bottom we have the creator, above that we have the early investors, all the way up to the, the late investors. At the moment, anyone can sell, and anyone can sell any amount. What I was thinking is, what if we actually placed sale and transfer restrictions on the bottom 80% of the stack? And said, so top 20%, you can sell, you can transfer, okay. no problem. Bottom 80% can sell, say, 10% of their coins per month. So they're actually in a kind of long-term hold. It's enforced. If you did that, you would rug pulls would, would be dead because you, there's no point even trying it because you can't pull it. Um, but the other interesting thing, if you did that, was you actually could have a product, uh, you could have a project discontinuation with an orderly wind down. Because what would happen is you would go, guys, you know, I've decided I'm not going to do this anymore. The top 20% would sell, then the next 20%, then the next 20 And so it would kind of sell in the way in which people, you know, in, in the fair way, which is top to bottom as opposed to bottom to top. Yeah. So that's kind of why. It's a idea and i'm just curious is there not an easier way to just release funds in the order in which it was invested just on the creator side like hey I'm could, but that, that would just that would just be project continuation discontinuation i'm kind of more worried about you know like for example you know youtube influencer comes on they sell 14 year olds to come and invest in me and they do a rug pull yeah and th that, that's what like i kind of was more concerned about rug pulls but this also would uh, address product uh, project of discontinuations. Gotcha. And I was thinking one of the other ways is kind of imposing a tax for short-term holdings, like mm -hmm. more so than the founder's reward. Obviously, like that's uh, if that's up, people are more inclined to hold. But yeah, if there was like some, um, you know, some some algorithm that determined based on what the initial founder reward was, what the initial tax would be if you sold within mm. within six months or. Or, or within a year, that could be interesting as well. I guess though that if you're at the top of the stack, you buying and selling doesn't really harm anybody. Yeah, no risk. And yeah. so that so that that's kind of what my thinking was that taxing them probably isn't so bad. But if somebody is at the bottom, then that definitely is a problem. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I was sort of thinking restriction. Yeah. Yeah. I so I saw a post that uh, it was from George Blue. Yep. Um, he posted <laughs> about just really reversing the founder reward where there's no founder reward on the front end when you purchase a coin. Um, but when you're selling the coin, um, if the, if you made profit on the coin, the, the founder reward is then applied at the sale. Um, so, so you, the creator actually gets it on the way out rather mm -hmm. than the way in, uh, which would be, Super. that's an interesting way to do it. Um, and that, I think that helps with the, um, the, the problem that we had where, where at least I've noticed this anecdotally where kind of the, the buys and sells kind of simmered down a bit after the um, founder reward change where it applies mm -hmm. to every um, purchase. Um, so, you know, his theory was if we swap it out and put it on the back end on the sale, um, it probably, you know, ignite the, the buying again. That's super elegant. That's mm -hmm. The only issue there, though, is it wouldn't, the rug pulled by the early investors. Yeah. That, that, we, we wouldn't address those. But I, I do think that one's interesting where you reward them only on the sort of profitable sale. Yeah. As far as the rug pulls on the early investors, I, I mean, the way that I've kind of thought about it like this, like, I don't think it's going to, I don't think rug pulling is going to go away. I think it's always going to be here, but I think it's going to happen more in the background in the future and not be, um, as much of a big deal, you know, people like we're talking about this, you know, someone gets rug pulled. We're talking about this. Like it's the end of the world. This thing's like 30 days old, you know, mm. a year from now, two years from now, um, someone, you know, dropping your coin price by 30% is not gonna, it's not gonna matter. Well, yeah, and yeah, that's right. So like, you don't want to take that part. Like that happens in the public equities market all the time. Um, it's just you don't know who's doing it necessarily. You could find out. Um, this is out in the open. It's a social contract. You expect your early investors to not do that. But if they do, there's a way of it getting around. I mean, I see people posting and shaming their rug pullers all the time. And, like, eventually if that happens too much, 
people are going to know and they're going to start memeing about it and they're going to start spreading the word. Somewhere does some, I mean, Dirty Milk knows some of the stuff we've been doing to a few of our rug pullers. And so, like, you don't want to be that guy who's on the other end of some, like, pretty gnarly memes. Mm. <laughs> Do you want to give us yeah, some? Yeah, uh... I've been pretty savage about it. I'm not going to lie. Not, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> on my, you know on my profile. You know who you are, whoever's out there. Yeah, I think while, while the community is small in the early stages, I think there's definitely a lot of social ways that you can deter it. I, the thing for me is like whenever we hit that crossover point where you have a YouTuber influencer pulling a rug pull on 15-year-olds, 13-year-olds, then we might have a much bigger problem than we do today. Yeah, like it was about the repercussions that happened. Yeah, like there's, I think it was like the card scalping and uh, the ticket scalping industry got massive congressional investigations because of somebody's daughter got you know fleeced yeah. for tickets. You know, yeah. that's kind of the that, that's the, the thing that drives it and you sort of think look today we can deal with this and we're all grown-ups but there comes a point there are influencers on the platform and if they see it as an opportunity to make quick money that could be a problem for everybody yeah but if you see like just cancel culture on tiktok with these like 15 to 18 year olds now yeah. like, saying the wrong thing imagine if you rugged a million of you yeah you're done. yeah that's true yeah yeah i think the social construct will win in terms of it being enough of a penalty to not want to do that anymore um right now it's early it's wild west there's a way to do it with anonymous accounts and stuff like that but i think yeah like when these big time guys get on the platform they start stealing money from their fans it's like goodbye to your career i think yeah it's a good point it's a good point okay guys uh i think we discussed the protocols at least for now uh we can probably get back to this if we have more time, but right now I'd like to talk more to our amazing guest who's been chiming in for a while. Uh, we have Michael Olmstead here. Uh, Michael is a managing partner at Gift of the Gap, and I also looked up your LinkedIn, and your LinkedIn is telling me that you're, you're also a partner at Plug and Play Venture, so you're a venture capitalist, like you told us. And uh, Michael lives in Palo Alto, where all the fun stuff happens. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I wish I lived he, there instead of L.A., to be honest. At least I wouldn't be exposed to the actors all the time. You'd be the first uh, to say that ever, probably. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, c c come, come live to L.A. and, yeah, we can, we can, we can swap. Uh, anyway, Michael, well, welcome to our show. And uh, now I think the guy who actually invited you here, uh, Jordan Dirty Milk, uh, will ask you some questions, and we will chime in too. So, Jordan, Thanks. go ahead. All right, what's up, you guys? Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna ask you a couple questions, just kind of some projects you're working on, things like that. But we could just start with a bit of an introduction about yourself, how you got into BitClouds, um, just to kind of kick it off. Sure. Yeah. So Michael Olmstead, great to meet you guys. Gift of the gab, by the way, Alina is just a, a saying. Uh, I like to pride myself on uh, the fact that I can talk. Oh, really? My wife, my <laughs> wife maybe would say otherwise. Um, but yeah, so I'm a managing partner at a, a company called Plug and Play. Uh, we do uh, seed stage investing through Series B investing. Uh, so we're doing about 350 investments per year. So it's a pretty fun job, constantly surrounded by people that are smarter than me. Uh, which has actually allowed me to get introduced to the crypto kind of space. Um, starting back like in 2010, uh, I was introduced to Bitcoin um, through one of those guys who has like the pizza stain on his shirt with the holes in his jeans and like won't shut up about it. Um, and from there has evolved into an amazing love story and, uh, you know, and, and, and really involved on that side of the business in terms of like making investments into crypto startups, but also personal investments into different currencies. Um, and I have a friend um, who actually was a part of the uh, first initial token sale uh, for BitClout prior to, you know, the Genesis block. And uh, he and I always exchange deal flow on the startup side. And I was like, hey, are there any interesting projects you're looking at, startups that you're looking at? And he said, you know, you got to get on BitClout. And so I was at a dinner. I downloaded it or I didn't download it. You know, I made an account through like one of those like public, private, whatever um, passwords. And I, I was playing around with it at dinner and instantly was hooked. I was at a 12-person dinner and ended up showing it to everyone. Everyone at the table made an account that is still on the platform today. Um, and from that night, knew that there was this stickiness involved with the platform that uh, was going to change the way you know social media is done, at least in the first use case. And, and, and hopefully will be an ecosystem where a lot of other cool applications were built on top. And so I've been on the platform now, I think, 40 
45 days, 46 days, um, and have found myself not only engaging, you know, with others' posts, but turns out I'm a decent memer, which I had no idea uh, that I that, that I had the passion or, or ability to, to, to do that. And so I, I've found that I've become somewhat of an expert on Adobe. Um, and uh, now, you know, my I would life. say decent is a, a bit of a stretch, but. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and until I looked you up, I just thought you were just a professional memer for a bit, to, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's crazy, though, because I, I was never big on social media generally. Like, you know, I have my Instagram account, I got my blue tick followers, etc. But, you know, I don't really, you know, spend a lot of time there. And I finally found, you know, a platform where I'm like, excited to, to, to be on. And my wife was always like, how many times are on BitClout today? And I'm like, what do you mean, babe? Like, how many times I haven't left since I woke up (laughs) one time it's just been all day um and so yeah it's been interesting from that perspective and then also just like the human element of it like connecting with some of the people on the platform outside of BitCloud has been really cool uh obviously ASG Dirty Milk you guys uh have been victim of those um outside communications by me um but it's just been really cool to see you know how you know that that world blends with kind of your your personal and, and professional life. And I've had some really interesting calls. Like when I met up with arts for the first time on zoom, you know, he's at social capital doing, you know, SPACs and I'm in venture capital and, you know, we live, you know, 10 miles away from each other. We probably never would have connected outside of, of BitCloud. And so just cool connections like that. And then all of a sudden I find myself creating new businesses on top of the platform. It's just been really cool and really exciting. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's groups like this, um, and, and these cool talks that you guys put together that really keep me coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the kind of businesses that you've been building on top of BitCloud, um, everybody and their mothers has heard of Cloudtopoly at this point. <laughs> and we've got, you know, the Black Benz, the Green Lambo, the Red Ferrari, and the Blue Bentley. Um, I'm sure we've all read the white paper, but it'd be great hearing a little bit about what's going on with that from you. If you don't mind just kind of giving us some deets, maybe some inside scoop if you had one, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who don't know Charlie Hilton, so Charlie is uh, probably a standout designer on this platform, if not the standout designer. He and I worked at Plug and Play together for seven years. Um, in the white paper, you can see a little of our background, but we've done everything together, um, including building a $100 million revenue company. And so the Cloudtopoly uh, idea actually came from a meme that he put out, uh, which was kind of just trolling people and him, in a way, making fun of all of my bad memes because I tend to take like the names of restaurants or alcohol brands and just incorporate clout into them and, and so cereal he, brands and things like that yeah yeah so he's like oh cloudtopoly and like did a really good design because he's a, an amazing designer and all of a sudden and tags me all of a sudden i get like 52 dms he gets like 100 dms about uh asking about where can i buy this and we're like oh shit like uh maybe we need to make this thing like this seems like an awesome idea so we we thought in itself, it was like the ultimate troll because we are building a physical board game, a very traditional business on top of a heavy-duty blockchain in many ways. And so it was just fun for us. And I happen to have a friend uh, who is the CEO of What Do You Meme, which is like a $350 million board game company. And I hit him up and I asked him about you know what it takes to produce these things. And he gave me all the numbers and connections. And before I know it, you know, we're writing this white paper and it's been just awesome to see people respond the way they have. Uh, we launched two days ago. We did 52,000 in sales. And these are direct BitCloud sent to us. Um, these aren't like investments into the coin, which is also doing really well. And uh, we created just an amazing um, concept around using the BitCloud community, uh, but bringing it into the context of Monopoly Board. So no longer do you have names of properties. We are actually selling... Uh, the names of properties to be usernames. Uh, no longer do you have the railroads, uh, but we have different cars. So red Ferrari, you know, green Lambo, blue Bentley, black Benz are all the spots on the board now. And then we created, uh, you know, the equivalents in terms of their coins. And now coin holders of those respective accounts have the opportunity to have their name on the board. Long-term holders will benefit from a content strategy we put forward, as well as the ability to win an NFT uh, which would be associated with the account. If you collect all four, then there's the ability to actually uh, collect uh, coins of the Cloudtopoly coin. So there's thousands of dollars on the line there. And so we've just had a lot of fun with it. And, uh, you know, when you have a designer like Charlie 
it makes um, bringing products into the world really easy because it's so easy to sell. And so that's kind of where we're at. And so I think we're producing about a thousand games right now. We're almost close to uh, to the limit, to be honest. And um, you know, there's a few there's a few spaces left on the board for anyone interested. But uh, I think in the next two weeks or three weeks, uh, once these competitions for the cars are done, we'll have a solid idea about who's going to be on the board, and we'll start production. Hell yeah! Now I wanted to get. Um, you've spoken about Charlie and how you guys have teamed up. Um, where did your guys' relationship start? How did that, where did that kind of birth from? Yeah, so we had a mutual friend who was working on my team at Plug and Play. And, um, you know, he always talked about Charlie as this amazing designer. Like, he's semi-technical uh, as well and just has a great understanding of the engineering side of things and just how people interact with products and interact with design. And uh, we just had a sit-down uh, at my house um, in uh, Menlo Park, California, he was over over the pond from from London, and you know we just talked about the future of plug and play and how we're going to grow and how we can use his design skills to really amplify what we were trying to do. And uh, he ended up just making the move and, and coming over here and joining plug and play. And uh, he became our CMO after seven years and uh, built an internal software. And basically, anything he was creating, I was selling, and that was kind of the yin and yang. He would create it, I would sell it, and it turned out to be just a beautiful partnership uh, on and off the field, as they say. And, uh, you know, has brought us kind of here, I guess. And, uh, you know, I called him up after I, like the day after I found out about Cloud Top, not Cloud Top, but the day I found out about Fit Cloud, and, you know, I told him about it, and he was hooked instantly as well. And so we kind of came up into, into the Fit Cloud stratosphere as well together. Okay. I see what you're saying. The, uh, I, I just, I mean, everybody knows that you guys are close. I've just kind of always wondered how. Um, you guys are a ton of fun to interact with on there as well. You guys beat me up sometimes, so I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, do you do you have any other projects that you guys are working on? I think I saw something else that you had announced. Uh, I don't know where that's in the stages of, if it's still happening. I think it was um, your, uh, it was a BVG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is separate. Um, so I, you know, have had the good fortune of being able to benefit from a pretty good multiple from my early investments on um, – on BitCloud, and you know, I've I've been you know preaching the gospel, pretty much sharing it with anyone I know. It's kind of like if you're a CrossFitter or you're vegan, you just share it with like anyone you know. And so I've been telling everyone about BitCloud, and uh, I you know roll in a circle with a lot of you know uh, people with money, and um, they basically said, hey, you know, I'll give you five million dollars to start a, 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 a you know a, a venture fund built on top of BitCloud. And so I was like, well, that sounds interesting, and. Um, you know, the difference between like, let's say my fund and the creator fund is we went a traditional LP structure. Um, you know, we went to Pooley and set up an actual company and, and an LPA. And so we've, uh, we're in the middle of, of closing the fund and, uh, we'll be, uh, investing in creators. Uh, we'll be holding some of it in BitCloud, some of it in Bitcoin, and then investing a lot in projects and then individuals. Um, but yeah, that'll launch, I'm hoping in the next two months or three, um, and yeah, it's called BitCloud Venture Group. I've got a coin. There'll be incentives to hold the coin. It'll be definitely different than Mario Marion's uh, fund. Uh, but uh, the idea is give exposure to high net worths uh, to the, the BitCloud ecosystem, which is somewhat foreign to them. And uh, I'll be leading that with a couple of partners, uh, which I will introduce to the platform as soon as they um, understand how to use it. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, that's as yeah. I was just gonna say that's wild that your friends also give you five million dollars to go start things because that happens <laughs> to me every day. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to knock any of the the, the the funds that are being built on the platform. I think it's cool that people are ambitious trying to do this. Um, I just don't feel comfortable right now with the way the platform is to raise money for investing from individuals that I don't know. Um, and I think there's a cleaner way to do it, which I'm used to just raising venture capital funds. And, and that's what we're going to pursue. I might turn out to be uh, maybe the wrong model for, for this, for this particular platform, but we'll see, time will tell. Um, and it's going to be really interesting because, um, you know, we've been trying to create like a portfolio mix. Are we going to invest in blue chip stocks, celebs, you know, influencers, you know, actual projects and things like that. And, and, you know, who knows where this platform is going to go in terms of who shines? Like, is Kanye going to be Kanye on this platform? Is Bieber going to be Bieber on this platform? Or is it going to be someone like Dirty Milk who comes to the top? Or is it going to be someone like H. Paulson who becomes a standout? You know, you see all these di different social media platforms, and it's 
you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, Snapchat, there are different famous people for the most part um, on those platforms, or at least how they became famous. It's not because they were famous on Snapchat, they're now famous on Instagram. So I'm yeah. looking who the who the new native famous BitClouders are going to be. That's what we're going to try to invest in. I got you. Well, that sounds sweet. I appreciate you coming up to chat. Um, I'm going to actually send it back over to Alina. Um, I think that about wraps up my question. I do have a question, actually. Yeah, oh, okay. I do have a question to Michael. Uh, Michael, what kind of projects do personally resonate with you? The reason why I'm asking is actually because I'm a little bit bitter because you were one of my first big investors and you pulled the rug on me. I'm not bitter anymore, but now I'm just curious what you personally are looking for when well, you're Was I a personal investor in you or your award ceremony one? Uh, no, no, I, th I think it was, you just personally invested in me and it did not work out for whatever reason. Okay, okay Alina, well, I'm not we'll better about this anymore. This off platform. <laughs> um, you know what's really exciting me are pro uh, projects that have the potential to have recurring revenue. And so like you talk about like rug pulls and things like that. I think it's really tough to rug pull a company who has recurring revenue. And so I love the idea of like this company BitCloud Express, right? They're pinging you on all trades and sales that are happen happening on the platform, all transfers, anytime a creator buys their own coin. And if you put a price tag on that or amount of coin you need to own to have those features, or let's say you have to pay the equivalent of $15 a month to have this tool, that's when it starts getting really interesting. And so I start drawing analogs to like how the Facebook ecosystem was early on where there were games and cool apps being built on top of those that ended up becoming billion-dollar companies. I think the same could happen here should, you know, BitCloud reach the scale we all want it to. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, who are your favorites on the platform right now? My favorites, huh? It's interesting. I mean, I'm in several guilds right now. Um, where we share information and you know make fun of people that we'd like to make fun of on the platform and things like that. Favorites in terms of investments versus favorites of who I like to interact with may be different. I love uh, Clout Vitz. I love Ape Season, H. Paulson, obviously Charlie Hilton. Arts is my guy. Um, I really like um, you know a lot of the folks that I interact with about the platform. You know I've been conversating with Maybeam a little bit, which is pretty cool. Um, and you know some others, but you know I think it really it's day by day. It depends what I'm in the mood for. If I want to talk the platform and technical kind of capabilities, that would be one person. If I want to talk memes and comedy, it'd be another person. I think I'm just trying to build out a rounded, um, a rounded group of folks to surround myself with uh, in, in the BitCloud ecosystem, so that you don't get kind of stuck into one lane. I think that's honestly one of the most interesting parts of this whole thing is there's so many different buckets that people, you know, um, can be put into and you, uh, you have the ability to interact with all of them, you know, like I, you know, I maintain that meme accounts are probably the safest long-term investment that you can make on, on the platform because, you know, uh, they're here to stay. And then there's some serious investors, there's joke accounts, there's people that are just on it for the social aspect and um it's just this it's the wild west it's a beautiful disaster and so much fun you guys and I, I hate to cut you off there asg but my wife has just joined the audience and is now uh trolling me from the other room so shout out nina the nina on the platform oh my god we, we should invite her up here nina <laughs> do you want to join us i'm inviting her come on <laughs> There's no way. There's no way in God's green earth she would join. Please, uh, Nina. Please, Nina, please. <laughs> Let's have like all check her name out. Oh, yay! <laughs> Nina, what do you have to say for yourself? Um, I have nothing of value to say about BitClout. I just, for pure balance in my household, have to abstain because... There's a 24 engine around the clock here, and I think that, I don't know, we would sink into some decentralized, like, weird space if I was uh, if I was an active user, too. But I am interested to learn. I thought I could sneak in, maybe, un uh, unseen, but thanks for calling me out there. Head of fulfillment for Clotopoly. Um, so oh, thank you. That's a new role for me. I didn't know. <laughs> Appreciate it. What's my paycheck on that? Uh, one bit cloud a week. Perfect. <laughs> I will say I do appreciate your roast of uh, Michael there. You're, you're better at it than he is, so we appreciate that. <laughs> oh. All right, so uh, 
talk about this you're, later. You're welcome. There's more. That's there's more to come. Michael tells me I need to find my voice on BitClout, and I think roasting him might be my my voice. <laughs> we'll have to do a collab for sure. Perfect. Michael, I look Michael, forward to it. Michael thinks that he found his voice. It's just, he, he's just talking really, really loud. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? That is a great just metaphor, and I'm just gonna leave it. Just, that carries into. <laughs> she is fabulously uh, informed somehow. <laughs> oh, this is amazing, guys! Guys, you seem like a, such an awesome couple. Oh my god, I'm so oh, jealous. Oh. Thank you so nice. That's so nice. Sixteen years. Sixteen years. High school. Sixteen freedom. years. Wow. So I'm entertaining some guests. We were just curious about the world of BitClout, so we tuned in. But now I had to walk away, so it didn't get too rowdy on my end. So I'm going to drop off, but thank you so much for joining Michael, us. keep calm and BitClout on. I think that's his new his newest yeah. <laughs> his <laughs> creation. Yeah, don't worry. We're going to kick him out very soon, maybe oh, like perfect. in a minute or so. So he can join you, too. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you, you so, so much for joining. Guys. You're welcome. Thank yes. you. Bye. She's hosting eight people for dinner right now, so I had to duck out as well. So I will, I will leave you guys all here. Thank you so much for putting this on. Nigel, ASG, Nick, Drip Culp, Dri Dirty Milk, Alina, you guys are awesome. We appreciate Thank it, brother. Thank you so Michael. much, Michael. Bye. Yeah, we love you. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Um, okay, guys. Uh, I think it's probably time to wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Please follow Bits Today on BitCloud, and there's also this uh, Medium account. Did I call it account? I think so. So please follow Bits today. Uh, uh, read everything the guys write for you. Uh, follow everyone on Bits uh, on BitCloud too. Uh, you don't have to follow me. I'm boring, so whatever. But please uh, come back again next Sunday. We're going to have something special for you again. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, always a pleasure to collab with you. Uh, hope to see you very, very soon. Thank you, Alina. Thank you, Nigel. And definitely you, uh, make sure to follow uh, Alina and Nigel, too. Alina says she's boring, but that's definitely false. So uh, <laughs> great follow, too. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, so, of course, this is being recorded. So uh, the new episode will be out very, very soon. Bye-bye. Have a great week.